Today's reading is 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Therefore, beloved, since we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that defiles body and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have exploited no one. I do not say this to condemn you. I have said before that you so occupy our hearts that we live and die together with you. Great is my confidence in you. Great is my pride in you. I am filled with encouragement. In all our troubles, my joy overflows. For when we arrived in Macedonia, our bodies had no rest. But we were pressed from every direction, conflicts on the outside, fears within. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us with the arrival of Titus. And not only by his arrival, but also by the comfort he had received from you. He told us about your longing, your mourning, and your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced all the more. Even if I caused you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it. Although I did regret it, I now see that my letter caused you sorrow, but only for a short time. And now I rejoice, not because you were made sorrowful, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you felt the sorrow that God had intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation without regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Consider what this godly sorrow has produced in you, what earnestness, what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what alarm, what longing, what zeal, what vindication. In every way you have proved yourselves to be innocent in this matter. So even though I wrote to you, it was not on account of the one who did wrong or the one who was harmed, but rather that your earnestness on our behalf would be made clear to you in the sight of God. On account of this, we are encouraged. In addition to our own encouragement, we were even more delighted by the joy of Titus, for his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. Indeed, I was not embarrassed by anything I had boasted to him about you. But just as everything we said to you was true, so our boasting to Titus has proved to be true as well. And his affection for you is even greater when he remembers that you were all obedient as you welcomed him with fear and trembling. I rejoice that I can have complete confidence in you. This is God's word. At the end of chapter 6, which we read last time, God's word told us not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. That was chapter 6, verse 14. One reason to obey this command is the promise of God in verse 16, I will be their God and they will be my people. And the promise in verse 18, I will be a father to you, says the Lord Almighty. These are promises of a unique, personal, family relationship with God. What relationship with an unbeliever can replace that? There is no greater promise that could be made to a man or a woman than this kind of love from God. That's how the previous passage ended. Today's passage began with the word, therefore. What Paul says in verse 1, therefore, is a conclusion based on the last few verses of chapter 6, where Paul repeated these promises of God from the Old Testament. Given that God has promised all this, what is the best way we could respond? According to verse 1, let us purify ourselves, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. That's according to the NIV's reading of this passage. As believers, 
We learn to choose righteousness over sinfulness, holiness over unholiness, by believing that God's promises of fellowship with him will be better, far better, than anything sin can offer us, including the companionship of being yoked with unbelievers. In the moment of temptation, this is one truth we can remind ourselves of to help us choose what is right over what is sinful. This isn't the only thing we have to help us be holy, but it is a powerful motivator when the lure of temptation draws us towards sin. Since we reverence God, let us choose what is holy over what is unholy. May God grant us grace today so that we can do that, because we love him, to choose what is holy over what is unholy. Think about that today, and I'll see you next time.